Welcome to the Birdie and Bass Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Bass, and with me today is Birdie. How you going? And in this episode, we're going to discuss the rumor that Xbox is bringing out two different models in the Xbox Series X range, um, with the source code showing in some screenshots on Twitter that there's a Lockhart model coming out, as well as the proposed um, main model that's coming out. So we're going to go through and have a discussion about that. What do you reckon about that one, Bertie? Um, It's a little bit confusing. Like, there have been rumours of the Lockhart since the rumours of the Anaconda, which is the Series X, and um, some people from Xbox have come out and said that the new Xbox is just called Xbox um, rather than Xbox 360 or Xbox One or things like that, and they want to make it a whole ecosystem rather than one console. The Series X is just the more powerful version of that so far. So, um, I mean, there's definitely room for a low-budget one. Um, as you said, like, it's been found in source code. It's been found in the um, Windows System 32 f- library files um, on Windows 10, along with quite a few other um, code names that have been used, such as Xbox Scorpio, uh, the Durango, which was the Xbox One S, um, the Anaconda, which is a Series X, and then right below that is the Lockhart, and it's in there quite a few times. Is that for the whole when the Windows 10 hand off to Windows to an Xbox, like with the whole central multimedia thing and stuff like that? Is that what this code is for, or is it just showing that uh, Xbox is running Windows 10? Yeah, well, it could be for a few different things. Um, Yeah, it's multiplayer, single-player system codes in there for all those things. I think it's so you can play, like, with people on those Xboxes. Oh, okay. Um, So it's one of those, like, cross-platform things. Yeah, there's also some game core controller with all those um, things on there as well. So I'm guessing that's the power referencing or something like that that they've got to deal with. There's a fair bit of code in there, and I am no coder. Um, yeah, they've but... also got console control files on there with it all on there. But the main thing is, is this a good idea for uh, Microsoft to be doing? Should they just be doing the one Xbox, or is Lockhart going to be no disk drive, pure digital, I don't know, budget? Xbox. Those are the rumors that it's going to be an all digital edition. It's going to be, well, I've seen everywhere between it's going to match what a Xbox One X has to it's going to be four terabytes. Um, but it's still going to have like all the Series X stuff, like the solid state hard drive and all that, and all the new features. It's just not going to have the power. Um, in saying that, though, whether it's a good idea or not, I've been back and forth on. Like, I've, when it was first kind of revealed, but not really revealed, like leaked, I thought that having a low budget one for parents to come in and buy their kids a new Xbox, that's absolutely great rather than get smacked with what probably going to be six, seven hundred dollar Series X in Australia. Um, like a parent's not going to pay that no matter how much they love their kid <laughs> or want to shut him up. 
Um, but like, I've I've worked in retail management for a long time. I've sold a lot of consoles, and it's that thing. Like when PS3 came out, they were a thousand dollars in Australia, and they sold out immediately. Not one was purchased for a child. I can guarantee that they were all adults. Um, when the yeah. well, chip one ahead. came out, they were. Yeah, but you're not going to go out. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to go out and buy my kids a $700 console every time a new console drops. Exactly. But would you buy them a $400 one if they're a bit older? <laughs> I don't know on that side of things either because it's. It, I'm in the process the to and fro on the whole thing. Like my daughter currently has uh, the S, which is my old S where before the X came out. So she sort of she'll probably end up with an X when the series X comes out. Um but my biggest fear about this whole doing two consoles and everything else like that is with other game developers going to develop the games for Xbox to push the Series X to its maximum, or are they going to just do it to the specs to push Lockhart? And then oh, they'll just upscale it for Series X, which means to me is going to be a load of crap. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, complaints with that kind of thing that they don't want things to be upscaled for the Series X and just be built to a budget console spec. Um, but in saying that, like with what Microsoft is doing with smart delivery, um, I personally think it wouldn't be that difficult for them to make a series x game but have code in there so it can run on something lower like a lockhart or even an xbox one x or something like that um i mean they do it on pcs all the day all the time so the series x is practically a pc these days and the coding wouldn't be that hard to put in there um with the smart delivery file system yeah so we'll see what happens i guess but uh Mm. It'd be nice to see that they're actually designing it to. I'd like to see them push it to the site to the make the Series X perform to its peak, and then pull the scale back to run for it to run on Lockhart rather than scale it up, um, like we've seen with the Series X. I mean, the Xbox One X come out. A lot of them did patch updates to bring the games up to the performance of what uh, 1X would do. So we were getting, in some cases, I think we are getting about 80 gig downloads to update to 4K and all the rest of it for some of these games, which they look brilliant. I was happy to download those updates when I got that 4K TV and I could see all of it in its glory and everything else like that. I'm just hoping that we're going to get the same thing with the Series X and the Series X pushed to the max of what those specs of that hardware is in there. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that they've really started doing as well. Like you saw it with um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You only had to download the files that you actually wanted to make your game smaller. Um, of course, we downloaded everything because we're bloody idiots. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have a 4K TV, you don't have to download the 4K stuff. If you don't have a Series X, then you don't get the Series X files, you get the Series S files, as they're going to call it, or Lockhart files. Um, 
it might make your download smaller. You might be available to have that on the Series X so you don't take up as much space. I mean, anything can possibly happen here. It's, it's literally should just be as easy as a checkbox of what you want and that's the console you've got, away you go. Um, not as much as like downloading different drivers and making sure everything's up to date just to make a game work like a PC, but still that nice, simple system that consoles have always had. Well, yeah, because you've got to, at the end of the day, is the other thing, Microsoft have to give you an incentive to want you to pay that extra $300 for the better console because no one is going to rush out and buy a Series X if they're just going to say, oh, we're going to upscale from the Lockhart or say the Series S edition is what we'd call it, up to Series X. I'm not going to rush out and want to buy a Series X if I'm just getting an upscaled Series S. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. I mean, the only thing that would really push people towards the Series X at the moment from the rumours is that the Series S is all digital. It's got no disc tray, and that is not a big thing in Australia (laughs) at the moment. Uh, I've been thinking more and more about it because I've been obviously buying a few games at the moment, seeing that they've been on sale. Um, There's been a lot of game sales at the moment and buying the digital-only additions does help but um yeah I, going forward with the other thing that i'm worried about with series x games is how big are these games going to be oh they're going to be huge I, I can i can almost guarantee that um assassin's creed valhalla for a series x with all the 4k files and everything is going to be well over 100 gig on launch if it's not i'm going to be disappointed <laughs> Yeah, well, they're commenting about Call of Duty Modern Warfare at the moment and, like, I know that the uh, Season 4 patch or upgrade or whatever you want to call it to the game has just dropped and it's downloadable at the moment and that's 30 gig on my Xbox doing it at the moment. But I've seen other people post it up and it's 86 gig of an update. (laughs) Um, I thought that game was a couple of hundred gig already on the console. I'm actually Sorry. looking right now. It's 287 gigabytes. So we're pushing 300 gigabytes for a game now. Um, yeah, I don't see how one terabyte is going to be sufficient as a base console hard drive size. I'm really hoping that it's two terabyte bare minimum, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's um, a big game in all honesty, and it's got a lot to it, I'll admit that, but yeah. with I like the fact that the Series X has the little MVME drives for like memory card type thing. I mean, that's nice and smart and fast, and you can plug in your external for your old Xbox One games and down, that will work fine. Um, but, I mean, how much are those things going to cost for one? And how many are they going to have on release or available in the first three to six months afterwards when people run short on space? Yeah. And they're wanting to, because obviously being the fact that if you've got to download, say, a 200-gig game and you put it on one of those drives and you get to the space where that's full, you really want to go and delete that game? Um to get a new game on there or can you just 
push it off. I'm hoping that you can actually take a game that you've downloaded on the Series X that is a Series X game, put it on a older style hard drive to store it. But if you want to play it, you can tra- you have to transfer it back onto a normal onto one of the solid state drives to be able to play it. I'm hoping that that's going to be a feature. Otherwise, those little expansion drives are going to be like gold coming out the first three to six months, I reckon, when people start running out of space with these new games dropping and they want it to um, want more more space and to install more games on it. It also depends on how big they actually make the sizes. I mean, they've announced the one terabyte. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce a five terabyte. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a good idea to have them having your external hard drive as like a backup system. Um, it wouldn't probably be that difficult either. I mean, they've stored it, a ton of other stuff on external hard drives with Xboxes. Like, at the moment, you can have two external hard drives plugged into the back of your Xbox One. And one can be just for your clips, and the other one can be just for your games. Um, they're just formatted differently. Yeah, well, my biggest concern with all these games that are coming out and the external hard drives and swap- swapping those out is making sure your game is kept up to date. That's what I'm like. If you can dump it to an older style USB 3 hard drive, have your game sit on there, have your game update, so that when you do copy it back to one of those SSD drives, you know that you're not going to sit there for a bloody couple of hours while it does a freaking update to get to the latest patch. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm not sure if it would actually have network access like that. It probably should because it wouldn't need the speed of a solid state. So, I mean... Well, it's, I mean just up, it's just patch files. All you're doing yeah. is just upgrading and patching the data that's already on the hard drive. You're not executing it. You're not running it. You're not doing anything else like that. You just, all I want it to do is just patch the game install files that I've already got on my Xbox so that if I copy that game back to my main SSD drive and I hit play, hit X, uh, Ada, open it, it loads up and it doesn't come up and say, hold on, we need to do an update. Mm, yeah. Um. Well, let's get back to the main question here. Like, is it a good idea to for them to have a this Xbox Series S come out at the same time as a Series X? Or do you think they should wait? Or do you think they should not do it at all? I think they should focus on the Series X, launch the Series X at Christmas time. And if they want to do it, what they're going to class as a Series S, that is something that you'd probably drop three to six months after you've had an X come out. Otherwise, the way I see it is if there is a shortage of Series Xs coming out, to me, it's going to be the fact that they've had to try and do a hardware production of both of two different types of consoles at once. So you could find that one will have a, um, one could have a shortage and the other one might be fine going through, but if they just did the one concentrate on the one console now, they might be able to get more of them out and not have a shortage and get more sales to people. Because if you got a Series X and say a Series S out at Christmas time and they get a shortage on the Series X, how many people are going to go, oh, well, just buy an S and then they never upgrade to an X? Yeah, well, they're not happy with it because it's a slow piece of crap and it's got no disk drive because they can't watch their movies on it. <laughs> And they go buy a PlayStation. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, like personally, I think the Lockhart is a good idea. Um, I don't. I think it would be a mistake to launch it at the same time as the Series X. For the, like you've nailed it on the head, there might be shortages of parts and things like that, and it might not be feasible. And you're better off to focus on one thing and just sacrifice a, that lower end customer for a while. But in saying that, they have already Microsoft's already come out and said on multiple occasions that the Xbox One is still going to be relevant for the next one to two years at least. Um, and if you're rocking an Xbox One X, I mean, you've practically got that generation of ecosystem all ready to go. It will play um, a lot of the newer games through smart delivery and everything like that. It's going to, it's using the same controller and the new controllers will work on it. They've already said that as well. Um, so with the updated share button and the new um, wireless connection software and everything, which is, can be downloaded onto your old controls anyway. So, I mean, why not just have that as your low-budget console, your Xbox One X or even your Xbox One S? Have your Series X as your new um, pretty one that does absolutely everything under the sun for your hardcore players. Wait a couple of years and then bring out the Lockhart when the whole industry is in a better place to be able to handle another console. Yes, it may be going down a peg rather than going up, but in saying that, maybe it's what the industry needs at that point rather than right now when everyone wants the biggest, most powerful thing. Well, you bring it out when you use it when your Xbox One X or your Xbox One S is in the life. You bring the Series S in. Yeah as the one that comes in after those ones who get to their end of life or end of parts that they've got or anything else like that. And then you bring the Series S in and you've you've got that feeling, that void of someone that doesn't want to pay the full price for an X but just wants a new Xbox. Exactly, yeah. That's what I mean. It's, um, it's not a difficult thing to pull that kind of thing off. I mean, if anything, you're going to save yourself money from overdeveloping all these new consoles when they're really not needed. You can focus on one. You can focus on marketing for one. Um, a console goes off the market and then you've got a little bit more space. Like you don't have to keep them maintained and everything like that with, with marketing and everything like that. You can move all that budget over to a Series S rather than still trying to market an Xbox One. Um, it will save you money in the end. You'll bring out a new console. People are wanting to upgrade to a mid-tier thing will be happy and away you go. It's not going to boost your sales, but it's going to make your finances a lot a look a lot better than what they did. Yeah, I don't, I don't see two models coming out at the same time. A good business sense you don't see. I don't reckon Sony are going to do it. Sony will drop the PS5 as one console. And if anything, if they decide to do the white version like they did with the PS4, they'll drop that 12 months two years later yeah exactly um i mean you might just you might even see it as a slim upgrade type thing but i highly doubt that <laughs> yeah <laughs> could you imagine a slim down version of a series x that, that'd be interesting it'd be a twig <laughs> oh, well i suppose if you're getting rid of the disk drive and other certain things you probably can make the, the console smaller Oh, some of the renderings I've seen of this Series S 
have literally been a white version of a Series X that have literally been cut in half. So it looks like a little stumpy thing. <laughs> so you can put them next to each other. It just looks like a podium. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, but yeah, so personally, I don't think it'd be a good idea to bring them out at the same time. I more want to see what it is rather than what it's rumored to be. Um, that's my main thing, to be honest. Well, um, you, reckon, you reckon they're going to talk about it in July? I don't know. No, honestly, I just wanted to talk about fucking Halo and then finally announced they're bringing out Fable. Um, otherwise, I think someone at Microsoft is going to get cut. Now, I don't mean by me. There is some Fable fanboys out there and girls. And... Um, yeah, I just I just want them to have a really good um, presentation for the next generation, come out strong, show off more of what the Series X can do and actually show proper, like, on-the-console gameplay. Um, that's my main thing because even Microsoft knows they stuffed up on the May event um, to show gameplay from a Series X. They know they stuffed that up. They're trying to rectify their mistakes, and that would be the way to do it is show someone playing something on a Series X, um, show that graphical fidelity, and give the people what they want with first party. Give them Halo. Give them Fable if it exists. Give them Forza. Give them new IPs. Show everyone what the initiative is working on, their big quad AAA bloody thing that's meant to go up against Sony. Um, and you know, new IPs are great and everything, but you've got to have that form factor of what brought people to Xbox in the first place to make them excited. Yeah. You've, yeah, you pretty much know it there. That's what you need to make sure that um, when you're, to me, if you're dropping a new console, you're dropping it for long time, committed people that have been playing xbox since xbox came out really mm. um because they're the ones that are going to go out and buy the new consoles as soon as they release i know i've pretty much i think from the xbox 360 slim even the xbox 360 actually i think i oh, maybe the xbox i've actually bought every console on day one <laughs> so uh that's that's the type of thing I think you're wanting to make sure you keep those people happy. If you don't keep those people happy, you're gonna start losing following. Mm. Like it's it's all well and good to say they want to appear to a broader market, but I mean, in the gaming industry, that just does not seem to want to work really. Like if you look at what Bungie did with Destiny Two, they said they wanted to make it more accessible for the casual player and all the people bought it on day one were not the casual player. They were the hardcore player. And within a week they were done with it. And it just got the biggest rap of shit that you've ever seen on like a game release that should have been an amazing release. Um, and now they've, they've made a few changes. They've left Activision as their um, holding publisher. They've kept the destiny license. Um, and they're literally going, like as announced, what, two days ago, um, their new expansion, and it looks like it's really focused on the hardcore players that are still there. 
and it's picking up popularity again. There's streamers going hard on it again, trying to grind up. There's news articles about it. There's people pre-ordering it like crazy off the digital shops. Um, and, you know, it's revitalized. Even on the Bungie forums I've seen have really lit up again, um, talking about everything that's going to be happening and things like that and what's the best strategy to grind up and all this stuff. And that's that hardcore community that keeps them going. It's going to be the same thing with a console launch. Xbox needs to focus on their true fans first. Bring out something that is hardcore as hell, like the Series X. Throw around that power. Worry about the rest of the gaming universe later on. I mean, they've got Project X Cloud in the works in beta, which you can have your casual players playing games on a bloody phone. That is as casual as it gets. They don't need to worry about building them a specific console. Um, they can play it on their laptop through the Xbox um, marketplace, everything like that. It's Game Pass. They've already looked after the casual player. They don't really need to build them a purpose-built console on day one. Um, oh, and the, it's the same with Sony. And the other aspects you've got is the Series X and the new PS5 are going to be going toe-to-toe to each, with each other. Hmm. Um, that's what we want to see. We want to see them fighting it out with games and all the rest of that kind of stuff. We don't want to, I don't really want to see Microsoft coming in with a console that's, what, cheaper than a PS5 and more expensive than a PS5? Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, if you, if you ask anyone why they bought a PlayStation 4 or they bought an Xbox One, um, it's all to do with that very first E3 where they were both announced. I still have people coming up to me saying that they didn't they don't want an Xbox One because it has to be always on the internet and you can't um buy secondhand games and it will work on your console. I'm like, man, that was changed before the consoles even came out. Yeah. Like, oh, I I didn't know. Because the news articles around all that stuff when the Xbox One came out were so massive, and that's all that the casual base needed to read. And okay, I'm gonna get a PS4. Um, but the other side of it now, with a, with if you walk in to buy a console now, you have to hook it up to the internet to get it to activate. Doesn't matter what console you buy, hmm. whether it's a Switch, an Xbox, or a PS4, hmm. you need to hook them up to the the internet first time to get them up to date to get them to be able to run the newer games that come out. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can activate a PS4 without the internet. It is doable, but I have seen that it will just not run some games because it doesn't have the source coding for something specific because it was meant to be updated for it. Um, and Horizon Zero Dawn was actually a big thing with that. I had a lot of people return that game because they never had an internet for their PS4 and the game just would not install because the Blu-ray disc they used um, for that game was different. So their Blu-ray drive never got the update. Um, so, yeah, it, the internet is pretty much needed for game consoles these days. Um, hey, they, they put it on games these days to say, look, internet required for this. Hmm. To me, I think they need to put it on the consoles as well, packaging as well, and say internet required, whether it's internet required for a better experience or internet required to make the most out of it or just internet required on there. But to me... The end of the day is 
um, you're going to need internet to run any of these consoles, even the ones going f- that are going to be released coming out. Um, even if it is just to do the bare minimum updates, you're going to need the internet. Because even when it comes to games releasing these days, when you chuck a game in that's on a disc, I reckon two-thirds of what that game is is coming off the internet. Oh, yeah. If you you can you can turn an Xbox into offline mode and install the game, and the game will not run because it doesn't have two thirds of the game on the disc. It's just yeah. how it is. It's a lot cheaper for them to do. Um, it allows them to literally put a download portal onto the disc, and the rest comes from their server. And I mean, it helps them with tracking with how many people are playing the game and everything like that, which is cool. And it makes it cheaper for them to um, copy the discs and everything, which is great. But in all honesty, what the hell are you paying for? You might as well just buy it on line. But, I mean, half the time it's cheaper in the shop anyway. Um, yeah, which, which is the annoying part because, obviously, if you buy it online, you get – it'll pre-install on your console. So it'll you the console will download it in the background while you're still playing your other games. Mm. If you – get it on the day and you take it home and you put the disc in, you're sort of restricted from picking up any other game once you've got that game in installing, unless you switch it out. Yeah, there is a runaround. But you, your casual gamer isn't going to know that. All they're going to do is put the disc in and go, oh, well, I've got to leave the console like it is and go do, some, go do something else while, I, um, <laughs> while it doesn't next, subtitle. For the next 12 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's... It's a pretty weird time to be a gamer, in all honesty, and updates have really defined this generation. The next generation, I think, is going to be hopefully better, but I don't see it getting any better. I think it's going to be worse for updates, to be honest. Um, I just wish that some, like, gaming publishers and things like that, that would they would update their servers because you can update one game, like... I uh, know FIFA or something like that. And, you know, depending on your internet speed, you can get 50 megabits per second or something like that off their server. And then I tried to, I was updating Elite Dangerous the other day. It was a four gig update that took 45 minutes because their server is trash for updates. It was literally running at about three megabits per second. Yeah. Um, and I tested like the internet speed on my console, on the PC on my phone and it was running at 80 megabits per second across the board. It was just that server is trash for updates. Yeah, I'm getting it at the moment with the Warzone update. I think I'm I'm going anywhere from 20 megasecond up to 35 megasecond doing the download depending on how many other people are doing it. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know if that's their track, that their servers just don't have the speed built in or if they're just getting hammered. I think that one's just getting hammered. Oh, that <laughs> one would get hammered, no doubt. Like I've yeah. seen today in a discussion group sort of thing about who was jumping on to play Warzone and tonight and as soon as we've seen that what the update was I reckon about four or five guys just posted in say yeah um I'll be on tomorrow night straight <laughs> up they're like they know that oh well it's going to be if it's an 80 gig download just leaving the Xbox on for the next 24 hours and it'll be just doing that yeah yeah I mean with with online downloads and stuff like that, it's got its advantages, but 
So yeah, I got I got Overwatch for like twelve dollars a couple of months ago, and it's still a hundred dollars on the Xbox Store and the PlayStation Store. Um, and for that, how old that game is? Like I know they constantly update it, but when you can get a disc that cheap, it's worth getting a disc. Um, I still and I like having like a collection of discs. I like the hard copies. Um, but in saying that, there are advantages to going all digital, but for the, what the cost is of it, they really need to look at um, actually competing with brick and mortar type stores. And if they really want it, people to go more towards a whole digital thing rather than forcing them by not putting on a disc tray. Yeah, I think they need to entice us with pre order sales, to be honest. Yeah. Um, they need to, yeah, by be doing that because the fact is that you don't have to do a disc, you don't have to do a cover, you don't have to do a box, you don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. Why can't we have a $10, $15 discount on it for pre-ordering it, hmm. say a pre-order special or something like that up to a month out from release or two months out from release. So if you get in early, you're going to get a discount and maybe a bonus or something else to it. But then the bonus still continues, but the discount doesn't. Like the last four weeks till the game's released or something. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see why they would make it still a full full price type of deal because that way they make a little bit more profit off it, um, and it makes it easier to pay their designers and things like that. And that's fair enough. But making a hard copy of a disc, getting the discs printed with all the um, cover and all that kind of stuff, and then the licensing on all that stuff as well. That's almost two-thirds of the cost. The other yeah. one is the actual freighting it all out to the vendors. That costs a fortune. And, and then, what, what and the then vendors those, pay for it is ridiculous. And then those vendors go out and they give it out to retailers at a discount that the people that are promoting or selling the game or the developers have to cop that discount. Exactly. So, yeah, it's at least when... Um, they're making it digital. They put it on to, say, the Xbox store. Yes, Microsoft does make a cut from it because it's on their storefront. Same with Sony, same with Steam, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's Wouldn't... nowhere near as big as, like, all that other cost. And I'm sure that their retail stores are still making their cuts. So whether Microsoft's making it or retail brick-and-mortar stores making it, they're still making it. Mm, like, don't uh... get me wrong. I love brick-and-mortar stores and stuff like that. But... For the longest time now, if you went and bought a PC game at an EB Games or something like that, it was a case that had a piece of paper in it with a code for the digital download. They're yeah. still making money off them. And that's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than printing a ton of discs. Like you could, you could put cardboard hang cell on the walls saying, yes, here is Forza Motorsport 8. It costs $100 and you get a code for it. Done. It always will cost you is your marketing budget. Yeah. But I guess time will see. Yes, the future is coming tomorrow, yep. apparently. I don't know. Well, PlayStation ones tomorrow, so we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, I'm going to be up for that. So ready, be ready to be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think... That's all we've got time for for this week. So if you need to get a hold of us, uh, send us an email to birdieandbassepodcast at essentialgamer.com.au. 
Um, come and follow us on Essential Gamer AU on Instagram and Facebook. And if you need to tag us in Twitter, it's Essential Game AU. But um, feel free to tag us in anything you want us to look at and um, or send us an email. Until next time, see ya. Bye.